everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. And now we're talking, Darian. Hello and welcome. Today is August 10th, and today we have Bill Jensen of the Darian Toy Box. Yeah, owner of uh, a local staple store in town, retail store in town. But Bill actually is a Colombian-born man who was originally a cowboy. Gotta love a cowboy, man. Um, and then he, I guess he went into oil business. That was his career. And so he started a third career running a toy shop, of all things. Yeah. And despite you know not having grown up here or having long-term roots here, uh, the shop's been open for 13 years. Um, he's become an integral part of this community. He sponsors our local sports teams, our fireworks displays, and um, lately has spearheaded the revival of Darien Monopoly or Darienopoly, which is a board game that'll be for sale this fall um, and which will help raise money for local charities, which is just so cool. I mean, this is exactly the kind of guy that we look to and say, that's Darian right there. And I, I look forward to bringing them in. Yes, these are the people that are bringing the town together. And they're all, everyone doing their own small ways or small parts to make this town synergize and be successful in its own way, its own unique way. So let's get started. Nice. Bill, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for inviting me. I mean, you guys have done a pretty awesome job. It's Aww. great hearing you guys. Bill, you were, you've been one of our original listeners, if I remember correctly, right? I have, yeah. all the way from your very first pilot, and then Jamie and David and uh, Susan Schultz. That was oh, all great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I know those guys were nice guinea pigs for us. They like they were so nice to come in early on when we were you know finding our way. Um, Bill, I got to ask to start off this podcast. First question off the top, what kind of man chooses to run a toy shop in his second career? I think it's second career. A guy who grew up playing with Legos and Matchbox cars. <laughs> it is a second career. I retired and just cannot stay retired. Okay. Well, what, what did you do before this? Anything with toys? No, absolutely nothing. I worked in oil. Oh, wow. Straight out of college, uh, worked in oil, lived everywhere, moved around a lot, mostly South America, Mexico, up here in Miami. What kind of work were you doing? Uh running operations in country, Chile, Argentina, Mexico. Wow. Manufacturing, aviation, everything. Wow. Oil exploration. Uh, it was interesting. But you end up in Darien. I ended up in White Plains where the company had its headquarters, and we moved to Darien in 99. That was the second time up here. We, you married, wife, Married, 40, 41 years, uh, three kids. What was the you know inspiration for the toy shop? I wanted to make toys. Oh. If I wasn't going to make toys, I was going to have something with toys. It was always in the back of my head, even even before I started to work. And I was a Lego kid. You got to remember, Legos were oh probably came out in fifty five, fifty six, mm -hmm. and they came to North America in sixty sixty one. My grandfather would bring them over from Denmark, and this was really cool. So all my I always played with Legos. Even as a growing up, I would play with Legos. I my first house, I I built it in Legos, and then showed the architect, "This is what I want." Oh my gosh! Really? So that, yeah, That's it was really pretty cool. cool. That is really cool. But that, wait, Bill, that is a very bizarre thing, though. At the same time, most people don't play in Legos all the time as adults. Oh, you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, I've never like, met anyone like this. I think yeah, it's, it's like culture. over thirty percent of Legos are bought by adults for adults. Wow. That's a big, big marketing group. It's huge. Well, your Lego inventory is 
is unique. I find that I find things in your shop that I can't find other places. Like, why is that? Do they, I mean, I guess they purposely create shortages uh, and difficulties to get certain items. No, what they do is they create a Lego gold store. Oh. And about four years ago, we were, we were named a Lego gold store. I, I don't think it was a volume of Legos that we were selling. I think it's the way it's laid out in, in, in the store and, and all the, the way it's displayed. And they called us up and gave me that news, and I promptly fell on my um, behind. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a very good surprise. Like an unintended life dream. You never thought you'd become the Lego man, quote-unquote, but here you are. And so what does that really mean? I mean, you get certain inventory. It means I get certain items before other stores get them, or I get some that other stores don't get. So sometimes you'll see stuff in my store that you're not going to find anywhere else. Good to know. That's Yeah, we've got the Statue of Liberty for you, and I had a hard time finding that. That was great. And now there's, obviously with COVID, there's even a harder time finding a lot of toys and a lot of Legos. So we just happen to have quite a good inventory. Well, not to go down to like a, a Lego rabbit hole here, but I am really curious. Real quickly. But as, as you walked in, like uh, for people that obviously can't see this, in Taylor's house, they have this giant Disney Lego, the, the original Princess Castle when you come in here. And and Bill walked in and was like, wow, you can't get that anymore. And I asked you the price of that. Well, first of all, why can't you, what is the price of that? And why can't you get I, it anymore? I think what they do is that they'll retire certain products after three or four years. I mean, I can look it up anytime and see when this product is going to be phased out. And collectors start going after it. Uh. So it's, it's, I mean, you could buy certain Legos and keep them there for 10 years and then sell them for 10 times as much as what you bought them for. Huh. So like, so the Disney set originally, what did it go for? I think it was three forty nine or two forty nine. That's crazy. And so now when it's it- probably four or five hundred dollars. That's if it's an open box and that type of thing, yeah. So do you have a full cl- collection of your own? No, but I don't have that one. No. I have a lot of Star Wars. Don't try to steal Taylor's yeah. Disney Princess Castle. We still get that part when it has like, you know, crumbs and gummy stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. In the box is key. Well, I'm actually always curious too, since I've, I wondered if you had collections. So you actually, you don't keep your own collections. I have some. A little bit. But I have they, some. In the box, like... When your wife goes to bed, do you wake up at nighttime and sneak downstairs <laughs> and you open up the boxes and no one knows? And you <laughs> no, but I have, I have, especially during COVID, I did do a couple of big cars and a couple of uh, ships and a couple of Star Wars things. Yes. Cool. What about yeah. an oil rig? It's, it's Homage really cool. to the past. Yeah. It's just, it's just a fun, it's a puzzle. It's a very relaxing puzzle. So talk to us about COVID and what it was like for you. I mean, obviously, brick and mortars hit hard times lately just because, but then there was COVID. How did you get through it? What were some of the trends you saw? Talk to us. We closed, what was it, Friday, December 12th? Everybody closed on the 13th. Oh, for, for Christmas. No, no March, March 13th. Oh, December Remember that the book came down and said, everybody's got to close. Right. And we did, but... I had asked, Jamie and I had this long conversation about how to stay open, not stay open. I mean, the door had to obviously be closed, but how Jamie to, Stevenson, the Jamie first Stevenson. Okay. And I called her and said, well, how can I sell? And she said, follow the governor's guidelines and then your own, which were sometimes tougher. And that's what I did. You couldn't come into the store. You would have to call. You'd, I'd hold things up to the door with the glass doors and put everything out front 
And I'd ask you, which puzzle do you want? Do you want this one? I mean, all of a sudden, there's 500,000 piece puzzles out there, and you're pointing at which one. Then you'd call in with your credit card. Puzzles were huge, right? Puzzles were huge. And you'd stand away from the from the uh, curb, at least six feet away or 10 feet away, and I'd put it outside with gloves, clean the door with alcohol, would take a card over the phone, and that was it. And we did this for two and a half months. Wow. It was crazy. Was that enough to keep you going, like financially? It helped, big time. Good. But and you had, helped. but toys. No, everybody got hurt. Everybody. Oh, for sure. But did the industry in general, like with COVID, you know, a lot of things did well in COVID. Like to your point, Taylor, I guess like. Puzzle, puzzle makers probably did pretty puzzle, well. Yeah. Puzzle make, people want, who were state kids that were at home and they're now looking around having to do stuff within the house. The industry got clobbered. The, the toy industry? The toy industry got clobbered like every other industry. Puzzles are from Germany. Legos are from Czech Republic, Denmark, Mexico. Everybody got clobbered. We were fortunate that we had just received puzzles like two weeks before COVID hit and a lot of the toys for spring. And that was it. After April, that's when it really started hurting because you couldn't get factories to open in Europe. You couldn't get factories in China. You couldn't get product coming across. So April, May, and June were kind of like downhill. So how are we doing now? Have they recovered? Have you no, recovered? they haven't recovered. We've recovered, but they, the, a lot of the vendors have not recovered. Hmm. Give you an idea, a container from Asia to Long Beach would have been $4,000 last year. It's now $22,000, $23,000. Holy smokes. That cost has got to be passed on Absolutely. someplace. So it's a struggle. Mm. And some of the vendors can't have enough people going back to work. They don't have enough. It really is a serious matter. Well, so how has that changed the, the inventory you are selling and, and that kids want? I mean, do they still want the same things and you can't get it? Or are they shifting to new, uh, different Some, some things we can't get and we have to look for alternates. Uh, Lego was really good with us because they supplied us from when Mexico was shut down and Dallas-Fort Worth, they started supplying us from Denmark and from Czech Republic, which was good. Uh, puzzles are hard. Uh, other, depends on what you're looking for from made in China or made in uh, Vietnam or Indonesia, it's hard to find right now. Hmm. I wonder how you always choose your toy selection because your, your store is like, what, I don't know, 500 square feet, 1,000 square feet? How big is a your thousand. store? 1,100 1, square feet. 1,100 yeah. square feet. So how do you fit, how do you decide what comes and what doesn't? Uh, simple rule, really. Would I have given that particular toy to my three sons? And would I let my gra two granddaughters play with those toys? Ah, that's I mean, it's... The formula's working. I mean, your, your buying is excellent. It's I've got a, I've got a very, very good manager who, who's really, really good at picking stuff that she likes. Yeah. Also, so and she's got a fourteen-year-old son. So all of a sudden, you have this combination: is would I give this toy to somebody I know and like a lot? But is there any toy scandal though, where you <laughs> Taylor gives me a laugh, where there's a toy out there that's really hot that everybody wants, but you're like, no, I refuse to get this toy because of X, yeah. whatever. Yeah. What is? It? Tell us toy there's, scandal. I won't give you the name, but there's a well-known brand that I refuse to carry. 
Because why? Interesting. Because I don't like the people and because I don't like the quality of their toys. Ah. <laughs> so you yeah, so you can't stand behind it. I can't stand behind it. So are they mad at you? Uh, not anymore. They sold. All right. All right. It's a question of I want to know the history behind who makes the toys. How did they how did they get started? For example, Matchbox was a British company. Mattel bought Matchbox to compete with Hot Wheels. And the quality of Matchbox changed a little bit. They're still very good cars, and I still carry them. But it's not the same as the old 1960s Matchbox diecast cars. Interesting. Those you're not going to find. And do you carry any old school toys anymore, like Hungry Hippo Game or like uh, Mr. Potato Head? Or is that like... Uh, sometimes. Um, talk to us about the... You have a link in your website called the 350 Project. What is that? The 350 Project was started... Well, I guess back in 2009. And the idea between the 350 Project was that if you spend $50 in town, it would get you that much more benefit for the town instead of spending it online. The idea was online purchasers or vendors do not sponsor the soccer teams, the softball teams, all these projects. So... If you could get enough people to buy online, you can keep these stores going. To buy locally. To buy local. So you do sponsor some of these things. I know you sponsor the fireworks, right? And the softball team well, okay. before COVID. Yep. And the baseball team before that. And a couple of other hidden sponsorships there. That Thank you. I just do it because I like it. Why? You're not, even, are you, you're not from Darien, are you? No, I wasn't born here. When did you become so pro this this town or small town and business here? I guess I've lived, I did the math. I averaged about four and a half years per city, per country, all my life. And Darien has been 22 years. Wow. And so, but like in this, you know, we got to maybe talk about, get to um, this Monopoly game. Like it's <laughs> almost like a perfect segue in because... I was telling Taylor earlier this week about how the importance of small business, like I'm always promoting, like whenever I buy presents for kids or adult presents, I always shop locally. Teacher presents every year, I'm always pushing our class moms, like shop local, shop local. And you are like a, a walking example of this, right? You have the local business and you're always pushing and supporting it. Um, and it also kind of led into you starting, you created your own Monopoly game, a Darian Monopoly. Well, it wasn't my my creation, but it's reviving it. Yes, I, I think what, take a step back when you shop local and I keep telling all my neighbors this no one survives by themselves if everything is rosy does bad I will probably do bad if Helen Ainson does bad everything rosy so we all kind of support each other mm-hmm. and that, that kind of gives this vibrant downtown feel that we have Yes, of course. And, and of course, David's bringing in all these new stores and restaurants, and that kind of helps. So how do we get more and more people involved? And you're going to be in the new Corbin I'll move build. across the street, and then I'll move back, yes. Okay, so ultimately you'll be sort of in the same location, just in a new building? Same location uh, towards the center green. Uh, back in 1995, somebody did come up with a dairy monopoly. And this was interesting because they did as a junior achievement project or something. I have no idea how much money they collected or anything. 
And I started thinking, well, why can't I do this for 2021? And I started researching, and I found the same printer who did the 95 one and mm-hmm. talked to him and started doing it. And then I realized that it's not for profit. How do I give this money back to somebody? And that's why I chose the depot because they're always needing maintenance for the building itself. The, the projects, as I understand it, the, the activities with the kids are parent-oriented and the parents kind of form them, but the maintenance of the building is something else. So we did that with. So you created a Monopoly game, like Monopoly, like called Dairy Monopoly. Dairy Monopoly. And with the idea that it focuses on all our town's businesses with money going back into this, like one of our main... Uh, yeah, Volunteers. a lot of money going back to the depot and a lot of money going back to the uh, Darien Chamber has a scholarship fund, a 5013C. Yeah. And they need, well, I, I was part of it when we got started. And I think that the kids will always need some scholarship money. So that, uh, about half of the proceeds will go to that also. That is so cool. It is Thank so you. cool. I know. So, and every, and explain like what the, I mean, we're going to show a picture on our, uh, on our site, but explain like what it looks like. What are the, each of the towns? What is, what's the strip of Monopoly, the Broadway? The, yeah. Like what are the green and blue properties? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. But the listeners can't see, they can't see. So no, you have they to, can't see, but yeah. all right, here we go. In uh, the regular Monopoly boardwalk and park. Boardwalk. I'll leave that one for last. Start will be dairy and running. That's the Hysterical. ideal. Great. Smart. S- start. Uh, Butler Tibbetts, lawyers, will be get out of court. And the get out of court free Love card. It. That's great. So that will be very good. The, the properties themselves are, it's interesting because in the original Monopoly, you had the Sugar Bowl, dairy and sports shop, Greaves Pharmacy, mm-hmm. BMW. So those were the first time I invited back in. I love that. I love those businesses are still here. and They're they're still here. Interesting surprises. Palmer's is 100 years. We all know that now. David Harvey Jewelry is from 1914. Oh, wow. Darian News is from 1927. His grandfather started this during the Depression. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sports shop and Greaves are 75 and 74 years. And you keep on going like this. So what I'm going to put on the board... Boardwalk, no fight in there, dairy and toy box. And I'm thinking since 2008, I'm a baby here. No way that year is going on there. Yeah. Uh, so it, there's a lot there. And then I asked a friend of mine, uh, Megan uh, Dave Farley, who's a photographer, a baby photographer, yeah. for pictures of town. So the board, the box has Weed Beach, Rings End uh, Bridge, the railroad station, dairy and and the board itself is Pear Tree Point, which I love, and the library, bird, uh, town hall, and a Grove Street Plaza. All our iconic places, all our iconic, iconic gathering places. places. Yeah. I love that. And the money will be Dairy and Rowayton Bank. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what about the railroads? The railroads only on the cover because I ended up, those were taken by BMW and Mini Cooper and Corbin District and somebody else, and Fjord. Okay. So all these businesses came in. They donated their, they donated money. Like all, they, not, none of these businesses are profiting. It's all to go back to the town to help. With these, they all donated with that funds. purpose that it all goes back to the depot and and the um, 
Chamber Scholarship Fund. And who better to, to create this game but our toy man, our chief toy man here. And it's a lot of work for one person. <laughs> it was a lot of work for one person. So when will we see it available for sale? I just gave the guy yesterday the final proof, corrected one typo, and we'll probably see it end of the month or beginning of September. Okay. And it will be sold probably in two or three stores in town. It will, yeah. not just your store, but other stores no, will have, no. yeah. I ordered a thousand games. There's no way I can monopolize that. Yeah. Play all words. <laughs> so for all birthday shoppers this fall, that'll be a great choice. Well, I have we have people who, who have heard about this who are no longer living in town and they would like to get their hands on it. Can you get it shipped? Probably. Um this is part of the reason Bill talking to you reminds me of why Taylor and I started this podcast. It's like this idea of us all helping each other and coming together. That is what is creating this unique character. Like having these brick and mortar shops, having owners that are working together and helping each other and promoting each other and us all kind of, I don't know, coming at picking each other up. We started this during COVID election times, things were negative and, and it's showing us just like the positivity in this town of why, why we first came here, why you've been here 22 years when you couldn't stay yeah. anywhere. And it adds purpose to going downtown to pick up a birthday present. You know, it's like, awesome. I'm supporting the guy who loves this and who's loving our kids and our town and giving back and scholarship money and, you know, coming up with Darianopoly. It's really neat. I, I, I think that I've, I'm asked this a lot and, and I tell other people who think about opening a toy store, if you don't love kids, this is not the business for you. I mean, seriously, it's, it's think sure. about it. You, you really have to love kids and the downside, be very patient with the parents. I was about to say, what about you? <laughs> we're, we're kind of impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm a parent. Well, and then, and what is the holy grail of toys right now? Lego. Still. Lego. Still. Number one for the past three or four years, five years. Really? And it's the number one toy. Now, in Lego, you've got a couple hundred sets, but it's number one. This is why this is featured in your window. You still you lead with Lego, right? Yeah. Those, actually, the ones in the window are, are put there by kids who own those sets, and they come in and can I put in the window and put my name on it. And that oh, that's thing. So cool. So it makes the kids feel good. It is I, really I cool. Now, do you do any in-store events like host contests or anything like that? Not anymore. We used to have uh, face painting and we used to have uh, Lego events where we build Legos and give out Lego sets. But during COVID, you can't do anything like that. Will you bring it back? Eventually, yes. Awesome. And, and it was really cool. But what we don't realize is that generally retail has changed dramatically from two years ago. Not Not just for toys, but for... Anything you can think about, patio furniture, cars, uh, deck repairs, uh, house windows, uh, whatever you think about it, it's, there's no longer, for the stores, there's no longer just-in-time inventory. Mm-hmm. That's gone out the window. Yeah. And for the buyers, there's less returns. There's less choosing. Try to buy a car right now, you're going to get that white one with the pink leather seats because that's what's available, period. <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, you know, there's always still a market, people wanting to go in and like see toys. I mean, toys are tactile, right? You want to go in and test them out and see if they work or not. So, I mean, having that retail shop versus online, I don't know. Yeah, that helps. That helps big yeah. time. 
There was an article in the Times a couple of weeks ago about how great a certain online vendor is and how fantastic it is to order stuff from them and how you could get it overnight. Well, it's not true. It's not cheaper. It's not overnight. It's not the best. And I kept thinking about this article and saying, that is so wrong. I mean, here you've got this town, which is a wonderful, wonderful town, and we're promoting or we're writing about how great this online company is. It doesn't matter which one it is. There's four or five different big companies. When we should be thinking about, look at all these shops that make our community this great. So I agree. Hopefully that wasn't our local newspaper. Oh, yeah. All right. Those stories have been going awry for a while now. Gosh, God loves Susan Schultz. We miss that woman. Yes, the, we do. The yes, town is missing do. her like no other one. I see that cover every yeah, week. Yeah, we do keep smacking my head i'm gonna headache one of these days from smacking my head so much of this paper um anyway so what's the retirement plan bill oh when i'm 84 when you're 80, when you're 84 <laughs> specifically yeah do you um i know you've got your wonderful manager um but in this toys you've been going this toys in 13 years 14 13 years 13 years so 13 years i i drove by one day and and they were putting up a for lease sign and I pulled in the wrong way when I argued from north to south and I pulled in the wrong way and knocked on the window and said, take that sign down. David and I signed the contract the next day and six weeks later I opened up. Wow. wow. Awesome. Talk about awesome. Yeah. Do any of your kids have interest in the business? No. <laughs> My kids are a wine sommelier, a finance guy, and a market researcher. Maybe the granddaughters will. <laughs> but go. then you didn't have interest either, and here you are in your second career. No, so I, I really so. wanted to make toys. Yeah. Would you ever still consider doing that for your own no. shop? No, not anymore. I think you, to, to be able to make toys, you have to get into a whole bunch of, of logistics of testing and, and, and things that I might agree with or not. I preferably 99% of the toys that are sold in the store have European approval, which I think the Germans, the French, and the English have very, very tight standards for kids, much higher than ours, although the politicians would think differently. Uh, if they're not approved for the, uh, for the European market, I want to know why and where it's made here in the U.S., so is this all about safety? It's all about safety. Do you remember that old Saturday Night Live skit where like uh, they are testing out toys and, and Dan Aykroyd was like had a bad glass. He's like, a bad glass is fine for kids. Look here, it's just a bad glass. You can play with it, it makes noise. And yeah. he's like, it's better than this turf ball. You can Any kid can choke on this. <laughs> you remember that? So that's a problem. I mean, I've, I've, some of the vendors know that I've taken crayons and I've asked, are they toxic? And they said no. So I take a bite out of it and start eating it. And they look at me like, Bill, you're nuts. They said, what do you think a two-year-old is going to do? Yeah. They're going to put it in their mouth. So, Right. I love it. I've eaten clay, crayons, <laughs> paper. Uh, this goes back in to the psyche of the man who runs a toy store. You must be willing to do <laughs> to go the distance. I owe you a special thanks at the end of this episode. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Do we have uh, salt and pepper for some of the Lego pieces? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, along those lines, like, thank you so much for being thank such a for great part of our community. You know, you really thanks. are an important part of the fabric of Darien. And thanks for the Monopoly game or Darienopoly game. I look forward to seeing it on the shelves. Oh, you'll love it. 
I hope everybody loves it, really. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Great.